0: In the world of sales and in the world of business, the gambler's fallacy can cause you problems when it comes to objections and decision-making. So what can you do about it? And how can you know that it'll help you to decide what to do when there really is this problem? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a good day. I'm coming to you live from the studio. And I figured I'd take this lesson a little bit different and give you some examples you may not have considered or you may not have thought of when it comes to sales and being in sales. And sometimes there's things that influence objections and decision making that just, they make no sense whatsoever. So today we're going to start with the gambler's fallacy in sales and how it leads to objections. So the gambler's fallacy is also known as the Monte Carlo fallacy. And what it is, is it's a belief that a group of events have an effect on another group of events. So let's say that I go to Vegas, and I'm at the craps table, and I roll the dice a bunch of times. And let's say that I roll the dice seven times in a row, and I win. Well, my brain is going to say, hey, Scott, here's the thing. You roll again, you're going to win because you're on a roll. And that's one version of it. Another version of it is what I learned from a guy named Dave Lacani in 2007, I want to say or 2008 at Kevin Hogan Influence Bootcamp, and he talked about how people want to and have to protect their back end. And so let's say that I'm gambling again, and I go up to the one-arm bandit, I go up to the slot machine, and I put a 100 bucks in. And I pull the arm a bunch of times, and I get nothing. I lose. I get get the goose eggs. I get the zeros. And my brain's going to tell me, hey, Scott, you have a whole bunch of money in this machine. Now you have to get the money out of it. Now you have to put in the work. Now you have to put in the effort. Now you have to put in more money. And there's times where in our own personal lives, we think this way, it's very irrational, but we start thinking like, I've done all this work and now I have to protect and defend and build a moat around it. And sometimes you meet with your buyer and you're like, I got the better solution. I got the better item. I got the better widget. I got the better gizmo. But for whatever reason, you're not saying yes to it. Okay, so you can have either version of the gambler's fallacy, where somebody keeps going and saying, "Hey, it's worked for me before. I'm going to keep going with the the rules that I got," or I've already invested a ton of money, energy, and effort in something else, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with that. Third on that list is they may not want to look dumb in front of a group of people, and so they, like they have to defend that position. And so you take a look at all these elements combined, and there's tons of implications on your decision-making process and how people act with you. You know, People will make bad decisions even in the face of good information. You can take empirical data, and you can put it in front of them and say, hey, look, my widget or my gizmo is two and a half times better. It's going to give you better output. It's going to do all these really cool things for you. And the buyer looks at you and says, no, I'm not going to do it. And in your mind, you're like, oh my goodness, this is insane. I, I have no idea why you are not moving forward. And then it's a log jam. Well, okay. If that CEO, if that buyer, if that manager is invested in another product or service, and they went to the board, they went to the manager, they went to the owner and said, hey, we really need this. For them to admit that, they, that it's not working is defeat on their part. And sometimes people would rather take the long-term hit than the short-term hit as saying, we need to shut it down and we need to call it good for what it is and then walk away. Sometimes people will purchase services, training, coaching, materials. It's not just like, I mean, when I say the word widget, I really do mean the word widget. There's a million different implications and applications that you could put this to. It's any product that people purchase. It could be somebody that you hire. Every single one of us, you, me, you look around the office and you're like, why is this person here? Well, part of it is the gambler's fallacy. We've invested time, energy, and effort in this person. We invested decision-making skills in this person. And instead of saying, look, we made a bad decision, you know, we got we to gotta pull the plug on it. Nope. It's defend, 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 drag your feet, not do anything. And there is probably some time in your life that you're thinking, oh my goodness, this makes sense. I completely see and understand why the management team, why the buyer didn't do anything and why they just kept sticking with a bad product or a bad employee or a bad, bad anything. Let's say that a company does purchase a good, does hire somebody, does get a widget, does get a gizmo. This is one of the reasons why they don't ever admit in public that they made a bad decision, that they don't ever admit that the what they did was wrong is because to do so, unravels their protecting of their backend and to do so unravels their decision-making ability. So they they may leave good reviews for the service, the widget, the gizmo, the person, the, the employer, whatever was going on. Uh, Even with poor quality, even with poor outcome, they may look at it and say, you know, here's the thing. I have to protect my, my, my face of what's going on and part of protecting what's going on just isn't money. It's also reputation. It's also the ego part that, that gets put in there. You'll, you'll find a mix. Like if you could throw this all in a blender, some of it's logical, some of it's emotional, some of it's egotistical. And this is why when you meet with people, and even if, even if you have a better product, a better service, a better widget, a better gizmo, a better solution, a better outcome, they fight you for taking it. They've got time, energy, effort, and risk wrapped up into making this decision, into making this purchase, and for them to retreat causes problems. So how do you deal with this if it's an objection? You know, the thing is, as a salesperson, as a consultant, as whatever you do, you don't always have information. You don't always have the backstory, and this is where your discovery phase the Meeting with buyers really does come in handy where you could probe and find out what have you done previously, who was involved in that decision, why was it important, how was it made. You know, most salespeople in most industries ask roughly the same 20 questions, so buyers get annoyed like, oh, my goodness. The first guy that came in and talked to me asked me all these same questions. The second guy that came in and talked to me, the third woman that came in and came and talked to me, asked me these questions. And now you're asking me these questions. Why does everybody sound the same? So you're going to have to have better questions when it comes to working with people, you know, and when you take a look at what you have to offer in your mind, when you stack it up against what you know You may, like on paper, really truly have the better idea and the better content, the better way to fix their problem, the better way to deal with their concern, to help them with their risk, and they may push back on it. So what are some ways that you can overcome it? Well, first and foremost, recognize that you do this in your own life, and so do I. You know, I could think of a couple of examples recently where I'm like, you know what I did? I was using the gambler's fallacy, and I was protecting my back end, and it was stupid, and it was dumb. I made this mistake recognize that it is something that pretty much everybody does. And when you see this, you're like, okay, I could think back to life in my example where X, Y, and Z happened, or one, two, and three happened, and I'm going to put them together and say, yeah, I did this. It'll give you a little bit of insight. Two, you may have to be blunt with your buyer, and you may have to say some things that they don't want to hear. In the world of sales and in the world of business, not everything is cupcakes, sunshine, and rainbows. Sometimes it takes having the tough conversation, but I will give you these warnings. You're going to want to be patient, and you're going to want to watch your vocal pitch and tone. Where most salespeople lose buyers isn't on content, it's on delivery. And I really want you to think about that. It's not on the content, it's on the delivery. It's not what you said, it's how you said it. It's not what you said, it's when you timed it. And so this does take some effort on your part and some control. And it's just something that unless you have somebody pointed out, most people don't realize this is where they're making the mistake. You have to get the person to talk about their outcomes and what they want. And then you have to point out where those outcomes are going to have a big big gaping void or an area that can't be fulfilled. And know that this may be emotional and know that it may be tense and know that the person may get mad. But you know, angry buyers still make purchases. At the end of the day, you may have to decide this person's not right for me. This person is not the, the person that I want to do business with. There is a hidden danger. There is a huge hidden danger when it comes to making a sale or making a purchase to somebody who is very adamant about defending their position with gambler's fallacy or protecting their back end, as uh, Dave Laconi likes to refer to it as. And that is reverse rejection. And reverse rejection is is they decide to reject you before anything bad happens. This is their version of getting even. And sometimes when you deal with a group of people, Uh, There is one person whose ego can get in the way and they totally do what they can to destroy and sabotage a new idea or a new product, even if it starts to get implemented, because in their mind, it proves that their first decision, the bad one was the right one. So you really do have to pay attention. So one of the coolest things that you could do is the next time that you're in Las Vegas or a casino and you can just sit there and watch people. You can, you can see how often people are at the slot machine, at the table, dealing cards, rolling dice, whatever they do. I'm not a gambler, but whatever they do, they start making bad decisions and they start doing everything that they can to protect their back end or to use the gambler's fallacy. When you meet with buyers and they're giving you objections, sometimes the objections are not logical, they're emotional. And people do buy with emotions and justify with logic. I will put you one last secret into this. One of the ways that you can help alleviate some of the problems here is through anchoring. And anchoring is like a highlighter of the mind when you know how to use it right. You can move emotions around and you can get people to do different things based upon locking those emotions in. Dealing with people who have this fallacy in mind does take some time to sell, does take some patience to work with. And most salespeople, they they just give up. They would rather go out and close a quick deal, make a quick buck, and then not deal with this person because they're like, hey, I don't want to have to take the hit on this. It's going to be too hard to sell to them. But when you when you do this right, when you have the right conversation, when you're willing to put in the work, when you're willing to put in the effort, this person can be closed, you can do some business with them, and and they will buy from you. You just have to be willing to put in the work. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.